Are you ready to get your fantasy on? Here's show us your TDs. It's growing time. Let's go. Welcome back to another grueling week of show us your TDs. It's the milkman here singing the poor black man blues. I'll explain why fantasy football is a heartbreaker in just a little bit. Let's introduce to you the one who's doing the truffle shuffle over there during the last few weeks. It's my co-host, Gooby. What's happening, bro? The truffle shuffle. I haven't heard that in a while. Man, (laughs) I'm doing fantastic, obviously, based on your opening statements. Uh, You know, just winning, what, four in a row? Something like that. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you doing? Well, we'll we'll talk about that later as I'm singing the blues currently. I just want to know, how much did you pay to get those horseshoes shoved right up your ass? No, not about horseshoes, guys. Remember what I said in the last two seasons of Show Us the TDs? It's all about drafting. And that's right, folks. Gooby drafted well. Again, as per usual. Hey, my team on paper was stacked. They just didn't perform for the first, like, three games. You were one and four. That's what I'm saying. First three games. The the fourth game that I lost was by (laughs) one point. Anyways, let's get into some fantasy talk. Now, Gooby did not win by 100 points this week. What? But that's okay, because I still won by almost 30 points this week. Going up against Mike's team, 109 to 81. Another show out for uh, Gooby. And let's give it a little shout out to some players. Kirk Cousins, newly acquired. You did not do as well as Tua Tagovailoa. That's why you're going to be riding the pine this week. But 24 points, not bad. But I got to give it up, man, to my sleeper, Juju Smith-Schuster. He's popping now. 13.8 points. I'll take that from you. Austin Eckler, 20 points. And then a measly 9-8. Eight, one, three from all my other guys. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins got 11. So, yeah, I did well. I didn't crush it, but I did well. Melky, how'd you do? I mean, a win's a win, right? At this a win's point, a win. It, you just need to get in the playoffs and then anything can happen. I'm third place right now. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Nah, don't get too comfortable there. Ah, so you want to know how I did? Well, I did not win in my week. It was supposed to be a gimme win, but fantasy, you know, likes to crush my heart. This felt like that date that you go on, that's a sure thing. And it's the complete opposite. She all of a sudden gets a conscience and doesn't want to give up the cookie and is a good girl. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's rough. (laughs) 
that's what she said no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like i alluded to i lost 124.05 to 97.30 i didn't even crack a hundred loser and because of that we're gonna be calling out names number three buffalo defense you're supposed to be elite and you allowed the milk hunter to get the best of you shame 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 j-e-t-s jets 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 oh shut up (laughs) (laughs) number two tom brady you know brady i respect you but you gotta do more than just 20 fucking points what's the point of me putting a quarterback in if you're only gonna get me 20 points that's mediocre your team is better than this and i'm tired of you screwing me around so guess what like gooby said about kirk cousins you're joining his ass on the bench so fuck you and number one khalil herbert now i know justin fields got some new toys and was testing them out and he's discovered he can actually run himself but two points two fucking points you're like ranked high in rushing you you're like middle of the pack in rushing and you could only get two points <laughs> fuck you you're riding the bench too <laughs> ride that pine baby my team is flaming garbage gooby yeah I, I i could tell that it's a steam pile i mean you, you can give me aj brown back if you want no i don't think so <laughs> you kiss the bottom of my shoe <laughs> so goobs since you're in a celebratory happy go lucky mood why don't you inform everybody about your upcoming matchup all right my upcoming matchup is against the sixth ranked first in the family gate uh division <laughs> but six in our league family uh, saying, their own division yeah it's <laughs> one and two <laughs> one wears the pants the other one wears the dress and and who and who's that Sangria picks wears the pants. That's why she's first. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Thank God they don't listen. Thank God they don't listen to our podcast. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Tim would agree with us 100 anyway. (laughs) All right, I'm facing Sangria picks. She's six. She's four and five. I'm five and four, and. At the moment, it's uh, 126 to 114 as projected for me. Now, there's a couple stipulations. I'll go over it. Tua Tagovailoa, you're getting the start. You've put up 30-something points in the last two games, so I'm hoping for another one. Uh, You're playing the Cleveland. Melk, do you think he's going to put up 30? Who, Tua? Yeah, against Cleveland. He's projected 27. Uh, I don't know, man. His balls barely make it to the receivers. Mind-boggling how he's getting all these points. I think his receivers are doing all the work. Oh, for sure. Storing it, nothing past 15 yards. So, yeah, he could probably crack 30 because Cleveland sucks donkey balls. I appreciate that. He is facing Daniel Jones, and why, you might ask? Josh Allen is supposed to be injured. Well, not supposed to be injured. It's supposed to be benched this week as he is facing an injury and obviously they want to save this guy for the playoffs so if josh allen is out 
I'm facing Daniel Jones, so it's already looking pretty good. DeAndre Hopkins versus Justin Jefferson. Juju Smith-Schuster versus Debo Samuels. Now, Debo's coming off an injury, too. I don't like that. I have him on my other league, in my other league. So, like, it's it's going to be a... Uh, going to be a touch and go with him. C.D. Lamb versus Brandon Cooks. I think I have the wide receiver uh, core here. Melky, what do you think? You have the re- wide receiver core over almost everyone. What the fuck are you talking about? I know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, you want to give me AJ you don't, you don't need me to. You don't need me to pump your tires. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, Austin Eckler and Tony <laughs> Pollard versus Leonard Fournette and Naheem Hines. I obviously take this one again, I think. Melk? Who's the other um, running back? Leonard Fournette and uh, Naheem Hines oh, versus and, Pollard yeah. and Eckler. Ugh, gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that. Uh, I picked up Corey Clement for Chicago because Justin Fields has been on fire. And I just got to take that gamble. I'm facing Zach Ertz. I'm going to give this one up to Ertz. Arizona has actually been playing decently the past few games since having DeAndre Hopkins back. So I'm going to give this one up to Ertz. Uh, Deontay Foreman in my flex versus Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. We all know who's getting the <laughs> butt end of this stick. Your it's, favorite Casey running back. Dude, he's being replaced. And know, that's, that's sad. And he's on your starting roster, so let's let's just skip that one. Daniel Carlson, what? I think that sounds like a her problem, but yeah, right. it's definitely a her problem. Daniel Carlson versus McManus, and Arizona's defense versus New York's defense. Uh, New York's playing Houston, so I feel like they're going to have a field day. And uh, Arizona's playing the Rams. Now, that could change because I might put in San Francisco's defense, but they're playing the Chargers, so I don't think it's a good idea. Why would you say maybe? (laughs) I said maybe because, I don't know. I feel at some point Stafford has to make a comeback at some point. Did you not hear about Stafford? He's in, like, concussion protocol. Yeah, I know that, but I'm sure they're still going to make him play. They're going to make him play? Yeah, man. (laughs) They're going to make him play can't. He can't go. He's not going. So yeah, I'm predicted 126 to 114. Melky, who do you got? Well, I'm at a crossroads because I really don't want either one of you to win. But since I'm not a fan of Deflate Gate or Family, Family Gate? Gate or any of the gates for that matter. Yeah, you're going to slightly win this one. You're not a fan of Bill Gates? No, fuck that nerd. Oh, well, <laughs> I like Bill Gates. Anyways, yeah, I think I can take this one. I don't know if it's going to be decisively unless Tua comes out with another 30-piece, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And Austin Eckler's facing San Francisco, so that's going to be a challenge for him. I think you have more opportunity to score, to get more scores than, than she does because yeah. she's putting in guys that are coming off injury or that are struggling right now and not having Josh Allen potentially. Ooh, that's a huge matzo ball. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting Terry McLaurin too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I, I, my, my bench is looking good. Oh my God. Who the hell cares? I'm just, that's what I'm saying. My bench is looking good. Yeah, but your bench can't win you anything if you don't play them. So you glorifying your bench means absolutely nothing. 
Maybe I'll put him in for DeAndre Hopkins. Who knows? I yeah. Make this interesting. You're not doing <laughs> that. All right, Melk. Who you got this week? The Milkman season is on the line, literally. This is my last life. If I was a cat, this would be life number nine. Because, yeah, this is the potentially the end of the road for me. So I'm facing Adam's team, the other half of Lisa's team that I lost to. And I'll just break down the matchups for you. So we got Dak Prescott versus Jalen Hurts. Clearly Jalen Hurts over Prescott. He's potential MVP this season. We've got newly acquired A.J. Brown versus Tyreek Hill. Going to give it to Tyreek Hill, but because he has Jalen Hurts, I'm hoping he goes only to Brown or mostly to Brown, and that might fuck him over in the end. Next, we got rookie wonder Chris Olave versus Ahmad St. Brown. This one's tough, man. They're both really good. So I'm going I'm to give this a wash. I'm thinking I'm going to give this a wash. Both are dynamic. Both can put up big numbers so i look forward to that matchup next we got christian kirk versus uh dj moore and i'm still gonna give this a wash too i think both wide receivers do the same thing they're Obviously, pretty much like, the same yeah they're pretty much the same player it just christian kirk might have more of an opportunity because trevor lawrence is way better than baker mayfield or tj walker true true next we got the running back who seems to be never healthy and DeAndre Swift, and he's battling Dalvin Cook. I'm going to give this to Cook. It's probably going to be the Cook show. He is in for a big game, I think, this week, especially if Buffalo doesn't have their quarterback and they're going to be defending on their defense. I feel like Cook is going to get his opportunities. Next, we got Christian McCaffrey, my smoking gun, my big gun, versus Antonio Gibson. I mean, Goobs, this is a no-brainer. Obviously, McCaffrey all day, every day over Gibson. Tight end yep. matchup, we got uh, Pat Frermuth. I always get your name wrong, but I don't care because you play for Pittsburgh. And he's battling Greg Dul- Dulcich. Is it Dulcich? I, I was going to say douchebag, but... <laughs> Close enough. Close he's enough. Den- he's from Denver. He's been playing well. They're coming off their bye week, but I'm going to give this up to the Pittsburgh guy because I said your name better. Next, (laughs) we've got Najee Harris versus Miles Sanders. Definitely Sanders in this. Najee's been a ball of poo, and I probably won't keep him in that flex spot. It's just a placeholder right now. (laughs) Kickers, we've got uh, the Buffalo kicker, Tyler Bath. Now, because... I know we're talking about Josh Allen potentially not being there. This could be good for him because they will rely on field goals instead of taking fourth down chances. So I'm hoping he has a huge game. And they're facing Gooby's favorite kicker from Atlanta. What's his name? Young Hoku. That's it. And I'm a big fan of Koo. So secretly I'll be cheering for him. But my fantasy team, I would want Bass to have more points. So I'm going to give this a watch because kickers, eh, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> Unless you're Justin Tucker, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Rounding off with the defenses, I've got the Buffalo defense. Taking a chance. I'm hoping they're going to maybe give Cousins a run for his money. I don't know. And he's got Tennessee, and they're facing the Denver Broncos. And I'm going to give that one to Tennessee. I'm going to give that to Tennessee, too. That's because we hate the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, no, I just think that Tennessee 
defense is pretty stoked and Denver's offense is No, I don't think garbo. so. We're, well, we'll talk about what, what happened to them against the Chiefs, but they're not as stout as you think. So, Goobs, I laid it down for you. You know the matchup. The projections are actually very close, 127 to 130, and it's slowly going down because stuff's happening. How do you think I'm going to do? Uh, you'd do better if you put Rondell Moore in as your flex. Just, I'm just looking at that. Just kind of off topic, I think Rondell Moore is going to have a game because uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been having a game for the whole, since he's been back, and it's time that teams start double-teaming him and Rondell Moore getting the ball to shine. So, But uh, all in all, it's hard to say. I mean, if Jalen Hurts balls out, I think... Uh, I think you have no shot, but I mean, Washington's been okay as of late, so you never know. But uh, yeah, I think I, I still think you're gonna lose. Nah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I changed my mind. You're gonna lose too. Family Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Family Gate. Yeah, um, it's, it's hard to say. Play. Like, but again, if Jalen hurts balls out with AJ Brown, you're kind of good. It kind of like evens it out. It's rough. I think it's going to be really close. I don't think it's going to be like a blowout. I think this could be a five point difference. But again, if, if it's Jalen Hurts balling out, then it's probably a loss. But if it's not, I think you could win this. Yeah, like he's the X factor. If he goes bananas on uh, Washington and doesn't include AJ Brown for the most part, I'm screwed. <laughs> There's, yeah. there's no way I'm I'm coming back for that. And same with Tyreek Hill. If Tyreek Hill puts up like a 30-piece, that, that could screw me over too because Tyreek Hill can do that. He leads the league in, in um, receiving yards. He's just all-world. He's making Tua look a lot better than what he really is. Oh, for sure. Didn't uh, – I don't even know what um, Waddle's been doing lately. But, I mean, it's always back and forth with them, right? One does really well. The other one does mediocre. And then the other one does mediocre – the other one does really well. So maybe it's Waddle's day. I don't know. Well, they both get their yards. It's a, it's a matter of who gets the touchdowns, right? So yeah. it could be like last week it was Tyreek Hill. It could be Waddle this week. Could I'm be Gusecki. Let's go. I'm hoping it's Waddle. I hope <laughs> it's that, that penguin all day, man. <laughs> Do the penguin. Quack, quack, quack. What, or whatever penguins sound like. I, I was going to say, I don't think penguins quack. Those are ducks. <laughs> what do you think penguins sound like? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what they do sound like. <laughs> is that when they're being tortured or is that just a daily, a typical day for a penguin? I, a typical day for a penguin. They like to slide a lot. You well, know, I, I, I like that too because I, I got a big belly and it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to slide on. Oh, yeah, so I can see a penguin. So that's why you keep the big belly around. Okay. Have you watched Batman? Penguin's fat as fuck. Okay, that's just a villain. I'm talking real penguins here, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, okay. that that does it for fantasy, folks. <laughs> a little off topic, but hey, we got to roll with the, with the dice, so. Melky, what do we got next? All right, well, so we're going back to reality, and let's talk about week nine of the NFL. And let's start with Gooby's new favorite team, the New York Jets. Yeah, second favorite team, man. I'm telling you. Upsetting the Buffalo Bills 20-17. to 17. It wasn't an upset. What? 
It was definitely an upset. No. Josh Allen went 18 for 34, 205 yards, and two INTs. PU versus everybody's favorite MILF hunter, Zach Wilson, who went 18 for 25, 154 yards, one touchdown, and he threw zero picks. Now, we both alluded during the fantasy uh, roundup, Josh Allen brained his elbow, and he's considered day-to-day. And Gooby thinks he's actually not going to play, and that's a strong possibility. So, Goobs, I I have a question for you. What's up? And I've asked you this before, and you said no. So I'm wondering if your answer is going to change. Are the New York Jets a threat to the Buffalo Bills? Didn't I say yes to that? You said no. Oh, did I say no? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I have literally a two-word or two-name answer for this question. Sauce motherfucking Gardner. That guy is a stud. He's making this Jets defense look amazing. And yes... The Jets are now a threat to the NFL, not just the Bills, mm. to the NFL. What? What are you talking about? I'm like, <sighs> you see, you had me at, you had me at, if you said to, to the Bill, you had me at Sauce Gardner because that boy, is he saucy? Probably the best corner corner in the league right now. I, oh. I can, nobody can refute that. But for you to say the league, Chiefs would dismantle them. I'm sorry. I don't know, man. The, the Chiefs Eagles had a hard time against Tennessee, so Tennessee's a Tennessee, good team. I think Tennessee would give them problems. I think Tennessee's a good team, but their defense isn't like the Jets. The wild card is Zach Wilson. Yes, their their defense oh. is carrying them and their run game. And Zach is somewhat making the right plays, but his numbers don't fly off the charts. Yeah, what's, but, he, gonna, uh, what's he gonna do in the play? What's he gonna do in the playoffs? Honestly, I think in the playoffs, what are they a wild card spot right They're now? A wild card team right now, yeah. I think they win the wild card, and because they're they're young, they probably lose the game after that. You stupid! Would you care to put a twenty on that? Oh, you think they're gonna go further? No, I think they lose in the first round if they get if they get in. I'll put they're, a twenty on that. They're one and done. I'll put twenty on that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, gentlemen, gentlemen, virtual handshake. Here we go. <laughs> I'll put a twenty on that. But yeah, man, the Jets. They're young. They're still up and coming. Um, yeah, I probably went a little overboard saying the NFL, but they're they're getting there. Get the right pieces. Defensive line going for you with uh, when Brees Hall comes back next year. Get um, a star wide receiver somewhere. Trade for him. I don't know what you want to do or how you're going to do it, but get a wide receiver. Work on Zach Wilson. And you guys have a fighting chance to make it deep in the playoffs. Make it sound so easy, Gooby. <laughs> hey, man, we all can be general managers for our fantasy teams. Why can't we be general managers for the NFL? <laughs> because we would cause major bankruptcy and terrible records if we went with our fantasy guts. Dude, Matt, imagine me in the group chat with 30, 31 other general managers. Holy shit. You'd be black balls. Uh, uh, yo, mama. That's what I'd be saying. But yeah. You'd be blacklisted for sure. I, I do like the Jets. I, I I do have them winning the wild card uh, if they make it there. Um, so yeah. Okay, I like that, the Jets. That wasn't the question though. I'm, I'm asking if they're a threat to the Bills. Yes, they're a threat to the Bills. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> uh, but you want to know what's a threat to the NFL? The Eagles. 
because they keep on winning. Taking out Houston Texans, 29-17. I mean, it's not a hard-fought win. I mean, like, the Houston Texans are 1-6-1. You expect the Eagles to win. But they're 8-0, man. Jalen Hurts, 21-27. 243 yards, two touchdowns. Miles Sanders had a game. 17 carries, 93 yards, one touchdown. A.J. Brown, not so much. 59 yards, one touchdown. Dallas Goddard, though. 100 yards, one touchdown. Melky, he sunk my battleship in fantasy. I, Melky, I was scrolling through uh, the score bets again. People gamble responsibly, and uh, I went under the specials. The specials was: Will there be an NFL team that's seventeen and zero? Melky, are the Eagles going to go seventeen and zero? No. Okay. I was hoping you'd say that because we all know they're going to lose to Dallas. Wow. We them boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, no one in their right mind is going to pick that unless they're trying to win like a major amount of money and they're rich as fuck because I don't think the Eagles are going to. They've been playing garbage. Like just like Dallas and the Giants were, were and the and the skins, even though skins are just really bad. They're not the but, skins. They're the commandos. Oh, the commanders. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, everybody. But our division's playing the worst division in the league. So like it, it's. Well, I see you nodding your head. You don't think that the Texans and everybody else that's in that division's terrible? Tennessee is good. They haven't played Tennessee yet. But that's what I'm saying. They've been playing fucking gar- garbage teams. So, yeah, they're going to be 8-0. Why do you think the Giants are doing so well? Yeah, same thing. I mean, the, the Giants have lost twice. You can lose at any given time. Yeah. You know, it's cliche, but it's true. It's very hard to go perfect, especially if it's a young team. And, and Jimmy Johnson, I don't know if you heard or read what he said. He actually thinks the Eagles are about to decline very soon because of the pressure of staying perfect. Oh, yeah. You can stay perfect and then lose in the Super Bowl after Gooby called it, right? No one cares. You're never going to let that down. Hey, man. That New New England Giants game, I was like, oh, the Giants are going to beat them. Everybody's like, no. I'm like, yeah, they're going to beat them. And what happened? The Giants won the Super Bowl. That was the luckiest catch ever ever seen ever done <laughs> luckiest catch oh man all right mel what do we got next well let's fly over to chicago Ooh. they've got good pizza they've got great music and it's very cold there but here's a man who is the complete opposite of cold he's red hot right now we're talking justin fields oh yeah Now, his team didn't win, but it was a hell of a game. It was very entertaining. I don't know if you watched it. I was glued to my seat. They ended up losing 35 to 32 to Miami. I would say this was maybe a top five game so far this season. We had Justin Fields with 123 yards, three touchdowns, 178 rushing yards, a rushing TD, and a two-point conversion. His counterpart, Tua, went for 302 yards, three passing TDs, and five rushing attempts. Justin Fields set the QB record of 178 rushing yards and four total TDs. 
So Goobs, I got to ask you, is Justin Fields becoming one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL? Yes. And there's a reason for that. It's because he's playing with mediocre wide receivers. Chase Claypool, uh, Demel Mooney. What's that? I, I, St. Brown, I can't pronounce his first name. <laughs> Yo, I, you try to pronounce Equanimous? Is, is that how it is? Equanimous? Is, is he a transformer? <laughs> Yo, I'm just reading what I see. Anyways, he's playing with mediocre wide receivers. You put AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, uh, CD, CD Lamb, um, fuck, put Mike Evans or somebody like that on this team and Justin Fields will start to shine even brighter. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Tua is okay. It's his receivers that make him amazing. And Justin Fields is putting on a clinic with mediocre wide receivers. Yeah, he has 123 yards, but I guarantee you that goes up with better wide receivers. So yeah, yeah. he he's definitely good up and coming. Yeah, I can't argue there, but I also think because now he's pretty much got to do everything, not having a reliable wide receiver core, it's allowing him to showcase what he's good at. He was always good at running. He always had an arm. He was always, IQ was always good. So now we're finally seeing it. And I just feel sorry for the Jets. Who else passed up on him? There were yeah, but the Jets got Brees Hall, so. Yeah, I know, but they could have had Justin Fields. Would you rather have a quarterback that's like Justin Fields? Or would you rather have Brees Hall? Because running backs, their life shelves aren't that long. Whereas the yeah. quarterbacks, it. So, oh, and San Fran. I'm sorry, if I'm San Francisco, San Francisco I would have taken Justin Fields over uh, Trey Lance. I'm sorry. Well, we don't know exactly what Trey Lance can do yet because he got injured. That's also him. He's got to be a little more tougher. Maybe he's got to hit the gym a little harder. Why is it that Justin Fields' team is flaming garbage? They have nobody. He's able to survive and run around and, and play his game where Trey Lance gets knocked out in, what, week two? Yeah. I get it. I get it. But yeah, no, Justin Fields is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Let's talk. Okay, this is hard for me because we were talking about Tennessee <laughs> and their defense. And I don't know why you're glorifying their defense. It's not that good. Uh, that's what's going for them other than fucking Derrick Henry. But they're playing. They played the Chiefs. I know you like to talk about or I guess we all like to talk about how good the Chiefs are. But I mean, they didn't do very well. 20 to 17 against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, the Titans are a good team, but I expect more from Kansas City. What? You you shaking your head over there? They're not you're not you're not going to put up big numbers every week. You know, there are good teams. Tennessee is a good team. They have a great offense. Their coach is he's probably one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL. He's tough as nails. He wants his team to be tough as nails and they're going to play you hard every time. Okay, I, I understand that, but listen to this. Patrick Mahomes, 43 of 68, 446 yards, one touchdown, one interception. If you're throwing 446 yards, I expect at least three touchdowns. <laughs> Not going to lie. And 68 attempts? Dude, like, they're going to run this guy to the ground. Like, they need a run game. They... 
I don't know why they didn't just take Zeke off my hands, our hands. <laughs> because for what? What were we gonna trade them for, Kelsey? I don't know. <laughs> Straight for draft picks. Just get rid of Zeke. We do, we do so much better with Pollard. Anyways, the Chiefs are good only for what Patrick Mahomes can do. Once it's outside of his hands, it's hard to say what's going to happen. Kind of like Chicago, his wide receiver core is okay. I mean, Juju Smith is coming to his own again. But yeah, you have Travis Kelsey, but it's Hardman's not like... pretty good. Hardman's pretty good. He's, he's, like, come, he, he, he's, another he's come a long way, yeah. But like... Again, you're still like I know Kelsey's a number one, but you're missing a number one wide receiver. Maybe you don't need one because Kelsey can do everything. Yeah, but I mean, eventually he's not. Yeah, eventually he's gonna have to retire at some point. But eventually he's gonna get banged up. He's getting older. Like I said, though, this team needs a running back, and at at that point, I don't see them making the finals you don't because have the Chiefs of in the Super Bowl. No, well, I mean, what did I say? Freaking San... F- no, did I say... No, yeah, I said San Fran versus the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't see the Chiefs making it because of the run game. But Buffalo doesn't have a run game either. Josh Allen runs. I mean, Naheem Hines could bring a spike to that uh, offense. Not, a, not with Josh Allen. He's a stat whore. Yeah, true. But Melky, what do you think of this game? 2017. I don't know, man. I, I just I expect more of KC. It was a playoff uh, type uh, game. And you know what's crazy? Malik Willis, uh, the rookie QB for uh, the Titans, who made his first ever start, he had like terrible numbers. <laughs> so really he, bad numbers. Yeah, like 80 yards. He went, what, five for 16, 40 rushing yards. He did nothing. It was Henry and it was the defense. That you adapt the personality of your coach, and he is a hard-hitting person. He's tough, and he wants his team to play tough, and they do. Tennessee's a lot of things, but one thing for sure they are is tough. So I can see why this score was, wasn't was as big as you thought it would be and close, because it was like a playoff-type uh, matchup. So, that, so you're going to get those in the NFL. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I can't see much out of the Chiefs. They, but a, win, a win's a win, so all hail the Chiefs. Since we're talking about Chiefs, let's get to the AFC West Bulletin and uh, let's uh, let's talk some freaking okay. Let's get some some standings here. I was going to say some okay standings from an okay division. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got the Chiefs at six and two sitting on top. Chargers five and three. The Denver Broncos three and five. And the Lonely Raiders at two and six. We just talked about the Chiefs win. Uh, so let's bring it to the Chargers. Melky, Chargers win 20 to 17 against the Atlanta Falcons. Very Justin cool. Herbert, your boy, 30 of 43, 245 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Austin Eckler, 14 carries, 47 yards, one touchdown, and a receiving touchdown with 24 yards. Uh, I know you already said all hail the Chiefs, but the Chargers looked okay this week. I know the Falcons are not like the top contenders to beat, but they're doing all right. So what do you think of this game? 
This was a really close game. I was actually watching it with uh, tight end uh, Timmy because he has uh, Justin Herbert. And we were just sitting back and watching how the Chargers persevered. Like, this is a character win. He played yeah. without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Palmer did pretty well. Eckler did his thing. The defense held on. Uh, it was a last end of game field goal that sealed it. This is a character win. And maybe it's a jump start for the Chargers to get back uh, into the race uh, for the division. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we don't need to talk about the Denver Broncos because they were on a bye and that was a great week for all of the NFL. It was so, a great week for Denver because they finally did something right. Yep. They sat on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Not showing up. <laughs> Raiders lose. I mean, that, that, that was the outcome we all saw coming anyways. Uh, 27 to 20, Jacksonville Jaguars beat them. Uh, Derek Carr, 21 for 36, 259 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 25 of 31, 235, one touchdown. Pretty pretty much even. Melk, Travis Etienne, though, 28 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. It's hard to say because Brees Hall is injured, but if Brees Hall wasn't injured, who's the better back? I'm glad you asked. That's a very tough question because both are really good. I mean, I think Brees Hall runs harder. He's more like a bell cow, where Etienne is more of that, like, he can catch and go. Yeah. Two different styles. I probably lean towards Brees Hall. He just was a little, he's just a little more dynamic, but either or, man, you can't go wrong. That's a hard one for me, too. That's what she said. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go Brees Hall, too. Uh, Christian Kirk, though, 76 yards, one touchdown. Not too shabby. Yeah, he was a lone bright spot on my fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> when it rains and pours for the Raiders, Darren Waller is now out for a month. He re-aggravated his uh, hamstring in practice, so no Darren Waller yet again. Injuries with him is going to be a problem, I think, for the rest of his career. So that's going to suck. Sounds like a them problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Malk, what do we got left on the docket here? So speaking of problems... Let's talk about disappointments, Ooh. but let's also talk about surprises. Okay. Goobs, it's been a crazy roller coaster ride th- thus far in the NFL. I want to know who's a surprise team so far, and I also want to know who's a big disappointment. Okay. Okay. What do you want first? Surprise or disappointment? Surprise me. Surprise you. Well, this isn't a surprise because we're talking about J E. T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets are six and three, okay? They beat the Bengals. They beat the Ra- Oh, sorry, they didn't beat the Ravens. I almost screwed that one up. Uh, they beat the Dolphins, okay? They beat the Denver Broncos. We all know anybody can beat them. <laughs> they beat the Bills, and they beat the Packers, okay? This team is playing... They're not playing lights out, but they're playing good football. And I mean, the old quote is defense wins championships. So I don't like I said, I don't think they're going to make it win the championships, but they're certainly on the right path. Melky, what do you think of the six and three Jets? Shocked. Yeah, very shocked. (laughs) I had them at the bottom, as always, you know, the the lower half. Yeah, they're always the butt end of the NFL. 
And for them to be six and three at this point is very shocking. But kudos to them. Kudos to the coaching staff. Kudos to the defense. Kudos to uh, Brees Hall before he went down. And even, the Milf, and even the yeah, and even the Milf Hunter who, despite having really lousy numbers, is leading the charge too. So I guess anything is possible. And yeah, New York is fucking winning. And I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> it makes me want to take a trip. It's not that far away. Yeah, but they play in Jersey. That's even worse. Blech. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. All right, Malk, what is a surprise on your end? Okay, so your surprise is pretty good, but I'm going to go with an even bigger surprise, I think, and it's the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Dude, they're 6-3, and three, and they're at the top of the NFC West. Never saw that coming. Geno Smith, he's got 2,199 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, 196 rushing yards, one rushing TD, and just four INTs. And Kenneth Walker, the third, damn, so far, because he ha- he did not start because Penny was the starter. Yeah. He has 570 rushing yards, seven rushing TDs, 12 receptions, sorry, and 48 receiving yards. He also is the only player right now, he leads every player in the NFL with six fourth quarter touchdowns. Damn, boy, he's sick! Wow, that's crazy. Off- and the crazy thing is their offense is only ranked 27th. The defense is only ranked 26th, and the special teams is only 29th. And remember, they traded their franchise quarterback to the Denver Broncos. So yeah, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. Goobs, what do you think of the Seattle Seahawks? I think Geno Smith is coming to his own. I think Geno Smith is going, y'all look down on me, y'all look past me, but this is what I can do. He's hyping up this team, and I, I don't know how, because like we all remember the Gino of old. And he he wasn't good. He was being tossed around like a five dollar hooker. Excuse me. Okay, <laughs> but he's making it work in Seattle. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's just him and his mentality has changed. Because like, yeah, okay, you you got DK Metcalf and uh, uh, Tyler Lockett. DK's good, but like DK's I don't great. Know. What are you talking about? Good. He's great. He, he is great, but I mean, again, it's you got Geno Smith throwing to you. We wouldn't expect very much out of it. So, also, but that defense is looking all right. Pete so, Carroll system, right? Yeah, Pete, Pete Carroll always runs a great defense. If he wasn't the coach, obviously he'd be a defensive coordinator somewhere and that defense would be stoked. Do you think it's the offense or do you think it's the defense that's winning this? I think it's a collection of everything. And you said something very important. There's no superstar and they're playing like a team. Yeah. So there's no ego. There's no pressure. They're playing with house money. Like they traded Russell away. There was no expectations. Remember, Kevin said they're supposed to have 1.5 wins. That was the total for them. They now have six, and Denver uh, only has three. So, yeah. <laughs> so there, there was very little expectation. And sometimes when you're the underdog or you're dismissed early, you have a you you have something to prove. And I think they have this dog mentality and this underdog mentality, and it's working for them. And they they're not the flashiest team, but they look but they're fun. They're, they're out there playing football. That, exactly. They're out there playing football, and they're playing football right. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Always. 
All right, all right. Well, uh, let's get to the depressing part of the segment. <laughs> because it's depressing, because we're talking about disappointments, I'm going to brighten it up just a smidge. Okay. Uh, my dis- disappointment of the NFL is the Las Vegas Raiders. But the bright side is they beat the Denver Broncos. Oh, like I said, anybody can beat the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Seattle did. Yeah, Kevin's gonna ruin me for this sec for all the Denver Broncos jokes. Well, maybe you shouldn't pump his chest and think they were the greatest <laughs> thing since sliced bread. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, my disappointment is the Las Vegas Raiders. Come on, man! You got Devonte Adams, the reunion of Derek Carr and Devonte Adams. Like this was supposed to be a. a well, I don't even remember what the Raiders were last year, but they were a pretty decent team last year, were, were they not? They made the playoffs. Exactly. So, what is going on? You're two and six now. The only ones you have were against the Broncos and the Texans. You lost to the Chargers, you lost to the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins. You lost to Tennessee, uh, you lost to the Chiefs, you lost to the Saints 24-0. You didn't even score a single point. Like, it's it's just a downward spiral. And, like, is Devontae Adams, like, regretting his decision not to go anywhere else? Like, imagine if he went to the Jets. Yeah, but he'd be paying a lot of state income tax. So, <laughs> well, I understand that, but like, Jets are six and three, and with Devonte Adams, you could make the Milf Hunter look like Tua Tagovailoa. You can make the Milf Hunter look like I don't know any other good quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, so yeah, like at this point, Devonte Adams is he's just like shaking his head and like, what did I do? No, because he's away from the tundra, away from Aaron Rodgers' ego, and it's always a party in Vegas, so he he's doing okay. But yeah, are you as uh, shocked as I am uh, how disappointing the Raiders are? Absolutely. Well, why do you think we started the AFC West Bulletin? We thought that was going to be the best division in football, and it's been a laughing stock for the most part, and the Raiders are mostly responsible for that. Yeah, well, and, and the Broncos. Yeah, well, 50-50. <laughs> it just seems like they don't have a team identity. I don't think they know what they want to do, want to be because one week they're rushing the hell out of everything with Josh Jacobs, and then the next week Derek Carr is letting it fly to his wide receivers. So I don't know what they want to do. I don't know what Josh McDaniels wants them to be. Also, injuries, Renfro, Waller, that, yeah. that never helps. And maybe they have, and I don't think they've recovered from all the turmoil from last year with rugs and some other players. That's a lot that happened in such a short amount of time. So I don't know, man. I I think they need to throw in the white flag and set set up shop for next season because it's over Raiders fans. It's over. And it's not like they're losing by a big margin. Other than the... Uh, no, other than other than the twenty-four nothing, they lost by one point to the Chiefs. They lost by six points to the Cardinals. They lost twenty-four nineteen to the Chargers. Uh, they lost by two points to the Tennessee. So it's not like they're they're not in these games. They they just can't finish. Well, that is a coaching thing. So maybe the coaches need to reevaluate reevaluate the team and maybe come up with a new scheme because nothing is working right now for them. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's stick with the depressing d- disappointments. <laughs> Melky, who do you have as your NFL disappointment halfway through the season? Well, maybe one of the biggest disappointments. Now, I know the record doesn't show, but expectation wise, this team is Super Bowl or bust, would you say? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Well, we're going to Mr. Deflate himself. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're four and five sitting on top of the NFC South. That's not saying much if you're under 500 and you're leading your division. Reminds me of the NFC NFC least, does it not? Yeah. Yeah. Now the tables have turned. Tom Brady this season has 2,547 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, two two-point conversions, minus five rushing yards, one INT and two fumble losses. Uh, their leading target, Mike Evans, has 70 targets, 44 receptions, six, 617 receiving yards, and only three touchdowns. What? They are ranked first in offense, which I found shocking, ninth in defense, and fourth in special teams. New head coach Todd Bowles took over last or at the beginning of this season, and he's having trouble getting this team clicking collectively. So, Goobs, why do you think that is? Why are they struggling? Why aren't they dominating like they've done the last two seasons? Because Giselle isn't giving the team the Gluck Gluck 9000. Oh, snap. <laughs> Jeff, this, this is how you win Super Bowls. So that was the secret? <laughs> that, was, that was the secret. <laughs> she, she, she was the secret weapon. No, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I think... Tom's starting to show his age a little bit. He's not looking like the the Lord Brady. He's looking human. So I can't I can't put this on the defense because that defense is good. And I I just it's it's the offense and I think it's the coaching. Like I'm looking at the games. They lost two points to the Packers. They lost uh, they lost ten points to the Chiefs. They lost 21 to 3 to the Panthers. It's hard to say. They lost to the Steelers. Who loses to the Steelers? Not too many people this season. Right? Like it's it's like they play good against good teams and bad against bad teams. It makes no sense. So I don't I don't know if it's just the mentality of the team or if it's the coaching. Melk, what do you think? You said it best. It's a puzzle right now. It's very puzzling, and watching this team is very frustrating. And Tom Brady got what he wanted. I think he wanted Todd Bowles to take over because Todd Bowles gave him is giving him more freedom to run the offense. They just look terrible. And the wide receivers, like, I don't think Godwin is fully healthy. Mike Evans isn't a speedster. He's never, that's not his game. He always has hamstring injuries or, like, little nicks and crannies. Scotty Miller's been disappointing. The run game with Fournette's been really bad. Yeah. And they don't have a deep ball threat. Yeah. Maybe the biggest uh, X factor, no Gronk. I was I was literally about to say, do you think it's the Gronk factor? Do you yeah. think Brady's safety, missing his target? His safety blanket. Was yeah. Gronk, Gronk not a safety blanket? So I think all of those collectively have brought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down to earth. But you know what? They're still four and five. They still have a playoff spot. I think they can run the table. They just have to play like they did last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, the the Falcons are probably the only team in that uh, NFC South division that can give them a run for their money. 
I mean, the Falcons aren't looking great either. So, yeah, it's a it's a toss up. But yeah, I mean, the Broncos are probably going to take that division. But I don't see them. You said the Broncos. Sorry, the the, the Bucks. So <laughs> Broncos ain't taking no division. Sorry. No, they're taking last in the division. So. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, the the Bucks. The, they're going to get to the playoffs, but they're not going to go very far. Thank you oh. for sharing your uh, disappointments and surprises. What's next, Gooby? Well, we got everybody's favorite segment, and I guess mine in the toilet. Yes. As Melky would love to say. You love playing Boomer Bust on the John. I love playing Boomer Bust on the John, and that's where I type up my Boomer Bust <laughs> while pooping. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go first with this one, uh, and I'm going to go with a surprise. Someone on the waiver wire in probably, I don't know, 80% of the leagues, Terrace Marshall Jr. Out of Carolina, the wide receiver. Marshall Jr. has been great for Baker Mayfield in the past two games. Though he's a wide receiver, too, for the Panthers, Marshall has been putting up numbers. A total of 15 targets with seven receptions going for 140 yards and one touchdown in the past two games, putting up around 11 points each game. I'm calling him a boom against the second-ranked Atlanta receiving defense. I wouldn't say he's a stud, but he's a great flex player for your league, for your team. Uh, if he's on the wire, I'd pick him up if you have a, a spot open and available. Melky, what do you think? I'm going to call him a mini boom. A mini boom. That's why I always put him in a flex. Mini boom. He's that like little dingleberry that's like it's trying to get out, but it won't drop yet because you're unsure. He's been playing great. The last two games, he's been very good. He's getting his targets, but he's young. More getting the double team is opening things up. And you know what? The fact that it's if it's Baker or if it's Walker, he's still playing well. He can adjust to either quarterback. That shows great sign of uh, maturity. I think he needs to get a little more experience, but not a bad option for a flex spot. All right. All right. Malky, who you got up first? Well, I've got a tight end that you picked up and said you're taking a chance on this week. One Cole Komet out of Chicago. Can't wait to hear what you say. And he's a bust for you, buddy. Oh, damn it. So last week he had 41 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and nine rushing yards. Surprise, surprise. Komet has suddenly become a factor catching three touchdowns in two weeks. He's finally showing flashes of being a tight end one. It's a shame his time in the spotlight will come to a halt this week because the Lions ranked 20th rushing defense. Montgomery and Herbert need to eat. So for those reasons, I think he's going to be left out of the shuffle and he'll be a bust for your squad. Okay, okay. Well, you think I should pick up Evan Ingram against KC again? You can't pick him up again. You dropped him. You got to uh, next week. <laughs> no, I can pick him up. No, you can't. You dropped him this week. You can't. Says November it says November 12th. I can pick him up. You won't be. I will bet you $100 right now that you are ineligible to pick him up because you dropped him this week. Ooh, Tyler Higby's available. But no, I'm going I'm to I'm stick with him because I, I don't think he's going to put up monster numbers but i think he can put up 10 points 10 points i'm gonna say six okay well 
Uh, so I'm going to call him a mini boom and you're going to call him a bus. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Panthers Atlanta game, but I'm going on the other side and I'm going Cordell Patterson. He's back and putting on a show. Last week, he put up 13 rushing attempts, 44 yards, two touchdowns, gathering around 17 points last week versus the Chargers. Look to see him be a boom this week versus the stingy Panthers defense. As long as Patterson can stay healthy, he's a great RB2 for the rest of the season. Melky, what do you think? That's two booms on this podcast. Welcome back, Patterson. He did not miss a beat last week, and his role is going to gradually go get, go up as he gets healthier. Look for him to put on a mini show, because he's still recovering, for mm-hmm. a run defense that's 22nd in the league. So yeah. if you have him, start him. All right, all right. Melky, what do you got? Well, my theme this week was tight ends, because we love our tight ends on this show. Amen. And I'm going with Cade Otten, rookie tight end of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he had a career day on Sunday with six targets, 68 receiving yards, and the game-winning touchdown. He ended up leading his team to a victory. Brady was happy. He was happy. Everybody was happy. (laughs) Unfortunately, the partying and the good times are going to come to an end for Otten because Cameron Brait is on his way back. And if that happens, he's going to be lost in the shuffle. So for those reasons, I'm going to say he's a bust this week. Yeah, I agree with you. It's hard when you're being overlooked by someone who's coming back from injury. But, I mean, Cameron Bray is a pretty good tight end. And, unfortunately, Kate Otten, you're the lowest on the totem pole. So, you're going to be a bust this week. I like it. I like it a lot. Mousy. Would you say he is a sweet tight end? Uh, no, I would not. <laughs> but I'm sure, his, I'm sure his wife does. <laughs> Um, he's got money. I'm sure he can afford a Brazilian butt lift. So what? His wife. I mean, he's got uh, money, but yeah. Well, I mean, how much does that really cost? Depends when he was drafted. I don't think he was drafted too high. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Well, his wife will have to wait. Anyways, Milk, what do we got next? All right, the last segment of the show. It's. Created by one Bob Walker who is missing again in action. I guess he just loves to dwell on the past and celebrate a very old victory over us Cowboys. But that's okay. That's okay. We're going to get our <laughs> revenge. It's Toonie Bets. Get your All $2 right. out, folks. And we're going to start with myself. And I'm going with an upset. Okay. Steelers over the Saints. <laughs> what the fuck? Why, you might ask? Have I lost my freaking mind? No, no, no. Steelers are coming up a bye. Saints are Jekyll and Hyde. You never know what team you're going to get out of them. Najee is hanging on by a thread, and he's being threatened by the rookie. I think you'll have a good game. Tomlin is not going to settle for any more bullshit. And, I mean, home cooking always helps. And not to mention, Pickens, I think, is prime for a big game. So for all those reasons, take the Steelers over the saints okay 
I'm not too shabby. I like it. Now, I know we t- uh, message each other back and forth before we're doing this pod. Uh, we give our picks out so we don't match them up. But this one, I wanted to be a surprise. So, That's surprise. So Did you change yours? Washington over Philly. <gasps> oh, snap. <laughs> Philly's going 8-1. and one. I don't know why. I don't know how. But I have a feeling... Just the inkling that Washington somehow pulls a fucking miracle out of their ass and takes down Philly. It's at any given Sunday, baby. Any given Sunday. I'll give you one extra one. Minnesota beats Buffalo. But I picked that when... Before Josh uh, Allen. When Josh Allen was like, oh, yeah, I'm still Josh Allen. But now it's like if he's not playing, of course... I I think Minnesota will be Buffalo, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my bold predictions, like I always do. Uh, I'm gonna say Washington over Philly. That's that's my bold prediction. Wow, that's a big one. That's a shocker. I like it. I like you. I like how you kept me on my toes for that one. Who's the home team? Uh, Philly. No. Yeah, Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're wrong. I'll double down on that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. I also have Green Bay beating Dallas too. So yeah, I could see more. I could see more realistically Green Bay in Green Bay after they were embarrassed by uh, Detroit beating up on the not beating up but beating the Dallas Cowboys. But we didn't pick that, so let's not be biased and talk our Cowboys. But you're <laughs> wrong about your matchup. Philly's going nine and zero, and I am not looking forward to Ba gloating and sending. Actually, no, I do like when he sends the Leo, the Leo pick with the, the hat. With the Eagles hat. That's actually hilarious. But everything else sucks. So uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. But I'm doubling down and you're so fucking wrong. I was going to say, imagine our group chat if Washington wins this. Oh, there will be a bunch of, you know, those emojis I send every time I'm right. There'll be a ton of those. 27-24. Ooh, okay. I like the score. I like the score. Okay, (laughs) Goobs. That's two bets. Yeah. Get your uh, two two dollars out, folks. You know, and also if you have a bet you want us to play or shout out, let us know on our socials, and we'll do it for you. Don't be shy. Yeah, I have no problem calling out how bad your picks are. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My my picks are terrible, so I, I should just stick with the Jets. But they're on a buy, so. Uh, yeah, guys, that is it. We always end with Toonie Bats. Uh, I just want to say thank you, Melk, for uh, doing this with me. Uh, NA30 for hosting us, or not hosting us, but allowing us to do this uh, podcast. Uh, we both love football. We both love talking football. We're halfway through the season. Uh, let's let's just keep this ba- uh, let's keep this baby rolling, man. Melky, what do you got for us? I thought you were about to say "let's ride," and I was about to just walk off. <laughs> no, I would never say that because it's so cringe that like it makes me want to vomit every time I hear it come out of Russell Wilson's mouth. I'm glad that makes two of us. So just like Kirk Cousins' dance moves, this episode was entertaining. He moves like a decrepit old person. <laughs> did you did you see uh, the Monday night game? Adam Shepard was doing the Im- uh, imitation of him shirtless with the big fake bling. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was gold. You like that, though. You like that. 
I, I loved it. Thank you, Goobs, for riding the pine with me always. And again, like NA30, Anthony, you guys are awesome. Mustard, thank you guys. Sports for You podcast, you guys are awesome too. Check them out on Townhouse Media. And of course, the most important, you fans. Thank you for taking this dysfunctional journey every week with us. It wouldn't be the same without you. Aww. All right. That ends TDs. I don't know. <laughs> well, here, how about this? Now let's copy Brady and Giselle and part ways. Only we'll be back next week. Ooh, damn. She won't be back. <laughs> Sorry, Tom she Brady. She ain't coming back. She ain't coming back. <laughs> You like that? I like that. You gotta like that, right?